I was chilling with a younger photographer the other day, and as usual, when I hang out with um, my peeps, we end up talking about stuff, and uh, this conversation in particular uh, just got me thinking that perhaps on this podcast I've been talking about things from too much of a high level, uh, too much of a high level concept kind of thing, instead of being very uh, specific with lots of uh, particulars about um, how people should go about things. And the reason why I'm very high level or high concept or high order or whatever it is you want to call it when it comes to these things surrounding um, uh, the sales process and um, and marketing and things like that is because I believe that there are uh, already too many people out there who are talking about tips and tricks. You know, there's too much gimmickry and trickery out there. And if you just go around learning tips and tricks, then it's not really going to help you because until you understand how a whole system works, you're not going to be able to have the best, um, uh, what will I say, mind frame for navigating what specific challenges are. The best example that I can give is for a doctor. If all doc- if doctors went to school and all they learned was, you know, the best tips and tricks for how to deal with malaria or how to deal with glaucoma or how to deal with diabetes or whatever, and they didn't have a holistic sense of what the human person is, how the circulatory system works, uh, how circulatory system, how it vibes, um, how it goes along with, uh, you know, the muscular system or the lymphatic system and all these other systems, then um, doctors will be pretty much stunned every time someone comes and presents a new set of symptoms that they've never heard about before, symptoms that don't fall into their trick book. So for those of us who are um, who view ourselves as sales professionals, we have to adopt that same mindset. We can't go around collecting tips and tricks here and there. And then uh, when somebody approaches us with, uh, you know, they use a new objection we've never heard before, it's a new sales situation that we've never encountered, then we're lost because we don't have something in our trick bag. And that's the reason why I guess I'm always going on about um, high-level stuff and maybe necessarily not giving a lot of the nitty-gritty about how to handle this specific situation or how to handle that specific situation. Um, now, um, okay, I'll be upfront on a couple of things, one thing in particular. When it comes to how do you handle this, how do you handle this, how do you handle this, the most appropriate sales answer is always it depends because it's going to depend um uh, on the timing, on the context, on the relationship, uh, the amount in question. Um, it's going to depend on a whole lot of other factors. So it's very rare that you're going to be faced with a sales situation where the answer is do this or do that or do it in this particular order. So the answer is always going to be um, it depends. But however, with uh, as I was hanging out with this younger photographer, we're talking about uh, some sales challenges that he had been having. I figured that um, I can break from my usual tradition here on the podcast and share um, one particular uh, tip or trick um, about how to deal with lowball um, offers. Now, remember, if this is the first time, if your first time of listening to the podcast, remember that I truly believe that the best way to go about it is you need to have an overarching framework. You need to have some philosophy and some understanding about who people are, um, how they buy, and how they achieve their ends. 
And it is only when you have figured out this overarching philosophy that figuring out the small stuff is going to be easy. But let's just say this is your first time listening. You don't have time for sales frameworks. You don't want to be bamboozled by any kind of um, business philosophy or whatever. You just want some quick answers. Somebody is lowballing me. What do I do? Then I'm going to give some um, answers. So um the context uh me and this photographer were chilling because we had a shoot to get to we got to the shoot it's a shoot that i hooked up um we finished the client was happy and just as we were leaving he received the phone call uh from another potential client and this lady owns a crash uh they go to the same church and she wants to put up a uh she wants to put up some collateral on social media you know she wants some photographs she wants some videos stuff like that and they have the wonderful qualification uh, conversation the fellow is running through qualification questions like oh it is a crash uh what kind of photos are you looking at <clears throat> what do you want to emphasize with the video what kind of cut are we going to get you know the usual questions and then eventually they get down to the money question and then he says oh uh, that's not going to be able to work i'm I'm only um, hearing the conversation from, you know, my own end because, of course, he's not on speakerphone. So he says that's not going to work and, uh, you know, he chuckles onto the phone. Now, apparently, they end on a good note and uh, that's the end. And then he's like, wow, that hurt. And I'm like, ah, that hurt, as in how? It turns out that the woman was making a really low ball offer. She wanted to give 15K for everything, for the photographs of the crash uh, and the videos, you know, even with all the specs that they had discussed about the length of the videos and the different formats and how it, be, um, it would be, um, what's that word? Uh, you know how you make uh, something unique for uh, one medium and then another medium? I can't remember the word, but basically, um, for, is it formatted? And so... They had had those discussions anyway, and she came back with this uh, lowball offer of 15k, and um, quite frankly, he was hurt, and he was wondering, like, ah, is this he finish? Is it because we go to church together? Like, how can this babe just call me up, and this is how she's going to lowball me? And my advice to him was, first of all, I told him, don't take it personal. It's just business, because um, everybody is trying to look for a bargain, and if people can find a low bargain wherever they can, they will. They will try. So we have to be big boys and girls. We have to be real grown up about it. And we can't take it personal every time somebody tries to lowball us. People are just doing their job. It doesn't matter whether you're dealing with a corporation and you're dealing with Pokemon people who want to cut things down to the lowest price. Or you're dealing with a mom who is trying to plan um, her son's first birthday party. Or, you know, an elderly couple trying to plan uh, their daughter's uh, graduation from university. I mean, whatever it is, people are going to always lowball us. You know, that's standard. It's to be expected. So tip number one, when somebody lowballs you, don't take it personal. So if somebody calls you up, I need a wedding photographer, uh, what I have is 60K. You know, don't get offended. It's just the nature of the game. And it's the same thing if someone calls you up, I want you to make some collateral for me for my crash. Don't get offended when the person says, all I have is 15K, all I have is 10K. So don't look at it that you guys are uh, part of the same presidium in church or, you know, you guys uh, attend the same, um, I don't know, prayer warriors convention or something. So it's not, maybe there's an element of C finish there, but bottom line is don't take this thing personal. It's just business. And then another thing that I pointed out was, really, you shouldn't take this personal because for her to call you up and say 15K, Really, you're the first person that she's calling. And it's like a light bulb went off in his head. And it's like, oh, yeah, actually, that is true. 
So that's also another thing that we forget. When people call us up and they lowball us, the average person really hasn't done much research. Now, there are some people who are stone cold, as in really stone cold, like they've gone round, they've done the research, they know what it is, but they're just trying to take advantage of you. Now, those are stone cold people, and good news is, stone cold people are really rare. You know, when you run into one, you'll know that this is a rare SOB. So don't worry ahead about it. It's not like that's how everybody is. The average person who calls and lowballs has not done any research. They have just thought in their mind that, well, what's a large sum of money? I think 15K is a large sum of money. If I call a photographer and tell him, show up, shoot my crash, give me a video, 15K, that sounds like a large sum of money. They'll go for it. So that's just what the person is thinking. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, he was hap um, happy, you know, for that insight that, okay, number one, it's not personal. Number two, this person hasn't done any research. And then I now pointed out that my own way of dealing with it is I just call things out the way they are. And then I try to educate the person a little bit and then uh, give them room to consider the proposal. And then we agree to talk at another day. Because if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that my own philosophy is if we can engage them in a conversation and we have done our work ahead of time, uh, meaning that we're speaking to a properly qualified person, the person has a need, they have a want, they can afford, you know, the usual stuff I say on the podcast, then our odds for closing the deal go up. So the goal is to engage them in a conversation and basically not to say anything that's going to F up the whole process. So that's my own philosophy. So... Um, in any future tips and tricks, um, podcasts, um, that'll pretty much be the, um, approach. Uh, it looks like we've gotten into an impasse. We're not making any more progress. How can I keep them in a conversation? How can I get some more um, information and how can I move the process forward? So in this case, my own approach, typically when people lowball me is I call it out like it is. So somebody says, um, uh, 15K. You know, I have, okay, like my uh, my friend, um, the other photographer, you know, he chuckled into the phone and the conversation continued. And, you know, that's a good, that's a good, that's, that's a good move. It depends on who you are, what your personality is. So if you're that kind of person, you know, you call out like it is, you chuckle and then you say, it's like I'm, I'm the first person you're calling, right? You know, you ask them. Chances are the person will say, yeah, you're the first person that I called. Uh, I got your number from Kemi. Or I found your number from the internet. And then that's the point where you give them a little bit of an education. And then you say like it is. And so like I told him that uh, when we're having the conversation for pricing or wedding photography, I tell them as it is like, hey, you know what? This is how it works in Abuja. You have those people that are like 150K, you know, 200K. That's like one level. Then you have those guys who shoot like around 350K to around 400K. That's another level. And then you have those folks who are like around the six, 700K level. That's another set. And I hear that there's some people who do like 1.5 and then maybe two. But that's stratosphere that I know absolutely nothing about. I know nothing about people in those classes. So if you're going to go around asking for a wedding photographer in Abuja that matches my own um, level of experience, because I've been doing this for about 10 years, you can expect this pay between so, so, so and so. But, assuming that you think this is too much for you, this is pretty much the landscape of how things work in Abuja. There's the 150 to 200, there's the 350 to 400, there's the, you know, kind of six, 700 folks, and then I'm assuming that all those 1.5, 2 million people, that's out of your range. So, of these classes that I've spoken to now, which do you think you fall into?
after that education, I ask that question, and I keep quiet. And then you let the person talk. The person might faff around for a bit and not give you a committed answer. But the thing is, the person might actually give you an answer and say, uh, well, you know what, even at 150k, I think it's much, but I guess I can manage that 150k. So fine, at that point, you have a decision to make. Are you going to refer the person to another person who you know who can work with that price? Maybe you try and collect a commission out of the whole situation or whatever. Or are you going to say to yourself, hey, self, right now, I'm broke as hell. My girlfriend's birthday is coming up or my son needs new shoes because we're getting back to school in January. You have that conversation with yourself. And if you do and you say, well, even at 150K, if I do that, I should be able to pocket like 50K. Out of that 50K, I should be able to buy my son's shoes for 7K. And then that leaves roughly around 40K that I can use for other stuff. So if you have that conversation with yourself and you want to swallow your pride and do it for 150K, that's fine. And then you say, okay, bring the money pay 100% up front and you have yourself a deal. Or if you're going to do what I would recommend, which was refer to someone else, then say, okay, that's fine. I can't work with that price. Let me refer you to someone else. But the thing is, now with that education bit and you ask the question and you kept forward, you got a little bit of information that now you can use to move that information, uh, move that process forward. You have found what the... Um, budget what the budgetary uh, threshold is and it's now up to you to take uh, to decide on what it is to do um, what it is to do next so basically that's the approach that i take whenever someone lowballs me and that is what i recommend to other um, photographers and by extension to any other person who is listening to this podcast if somebody calls you with a lowball offer don't be offended it's not see finish it's not because both of you are the same tribe or you go to the same church or you work in the same office or the person knows who your mom is or is your sister's friend the reason why they're lowballing is just because they haven't done any research. They don't know any better. So because of that, any deal that they think they can get, they will. So your job is to just call it out like it is. Like, whoa, that's a real lowball offer. As in, sister, take it easy now. 15K. Ah, fear God. It's like you haven't called anybody else. Have you? I'm the first person you're calling, Abby. And the person will say, eh, yeah, you're the first person I'm calling, but is it not photography? Ah, what is it? And then at that point, you educate them. Like, ah, okay. Sister, this is how it works. So, for this whole indoor, um, indoor architectural photography, because for this your crash, that is how we would look at it in Abuja. This is how it will work. The cheapest anybody will collect from you is eighty k, and for that eighty k, this is what they will give you. There are those guys, Sha, that can also that also do it for like one hundred and fifty k. Those one fifty k guys, that's what they're going to give you. And then the cream of the crop people, those are the ones that uh, charge 400k. And at 400k, this is what they're going to give you. So for these prices that I've given you now, 80k, 150, and 400, sister, honestly, honestly, with your church mind, which one do you think you can afford? And then you keep quiet. And she's going to talk. She'll probably say, wow, I didn't know Abuja is expensive like this. I say, ah, sister, that's just life in Abuja now. I mean, how long have you been here? She said, no, I just moved here from Enugu. Uh, last month, you say, ah, ah okay, ah, no wonder, I'm sure things are much more affordable in Enugu. And you guys have the conversation about how life was in Enugu and, uh, you know, yes, things are cheaper there and everything. But then you bring it right back to business, like, okay, sister, seriously, you know what, just have this conversation with your husband. Let me call you back in a couple of days and you guys let me know where you stand. But this is the, this is the lay low. Even if it's, you don't go with me, it doesn't matter whether you go with me or not, but even if you don't go with me, this is what you can expect 
when you call up and you research for some other people. And she will say thank you very much, and you will say the same as well, and you will tell her good night, and you will cut the, con the phone call uh, politely. And then you're going to go to your calendar, and you're going to uh, schedule it there for two days. Mrs. Ogedengbe, uh, you write it there in your calendar. Mrs. Ogedengbe, we spoke uh, January 1st. This was our offer. This is what I said. Um, next step, she's going to discuss with her husband, and then we'll call again. And then you schedule it, and then you push it out for however it is that you're comfortable. Typically, I recommend pushing things out two or three days, these kinds of things. You know, if you're that kind of person who believes in scheduling things one week out, then that's fine. But if you're one of those two-week people, two weeks is unrealistic. Somebody has called you up to say there's a job on hand. It's unrealistic to assume that you finish this phone call now and you're going to schedule the conversation out for two weeks. And, you, you know, it's unrealistic to think that in two weeks this person hasn't just made a decision to go with uh, someone else. So, uh, yeah, that's my tip. So schedule that in the calendar and then call the person back. And your next agenda for that phone call will be as agreed in the prayer phone call. Ms. Ogenengbe, how are you doing? Remember our last conversation about the crash? You were supposed to discuss with your husband. Um, so with the preference that I gave you guys, what is it that you're looking at? And if they say, okay, yes, it's true. We called around. The cheapest that we could find is we found somebody for 60K. Now, you remember that the example that you gave was that the cheapest anybody will collect would be um, 80K. So, at that point, you now have that uh, serious heart-to-heart -heart conversation with yourself. Are you desperate? Are you broke? Do you want to just collect that money and see how you can? Maybe by the time you're done with the job, uh, maybe if you make a small photo book for them. I mean, I have no idea how it works for um, interior decor um, photos. So you just have that hard conversation. Am I that desperate? Let me just take this thing and see if I can pocket uh, 30K, 40K out of the whole thing. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Although I would recommend keep it cool, keep it professional. I know it's hard to keep it cool when you're broke. But just keep it cool and say, oh, okay. You say you found somebody that can do it for you for 60K. All right, who is it? If it's somebody that you know and you think is good, you say, okay, I know Allah. It sounds like an okay dude. Why not just go ahead with the person? And then you... And then you just uh, leave it at that or, you know, refer out. So, um, yeah, that's my process, uh, basically. Now, let me give you guys a real-life example about how this has played out with me. I'll give you one situation that didn't work out too well. Because if I give you a good situation, it might look as if I'm trying to say everything is all unicorn and rainbows and things always work out well. Someone has called me up with a low-ball offer of 50K for a children's birthday party. And, you know, we had that conversation like, ah, sister, you know, this is how it works. This is ABJ. And uh, once you call around, ask a couple of people. And then the next schedule date, which is about two or three days, we spoke again. And she says, oh, my husband found somebody in the office who was willing to do it for uh, 30K. I was like, oh, cool, fantastic. You guys take the offer. That was good. And then, of course, I keep in touch with everybody. I called up later on. Hey, how did it go? How was the... How was it? Were you guys happy with the photos? And, of course, you know, her response was, eh, the photographs, they were okay, sure. And, you know, uh, well, I can't remember how we rounded up that conversation, but I got all the information that I needed, basically. Because when I also have these conversations, I'm also trying to test uh, and get some market intel about, you know, price elasticity, what's actually going on in the market. So that's also one of the reasons why I have these um, conversations. And then the next year, this lady called me up again, and it was pretty much the same thing. And then we had the same conversation. And... This is where I can relate to my young photographer and all your other um, guys out there. 
I was kind of insulted, like, we already had this conversation last year. You're calling me up. I didn't tell her this anyway, but that's part of what was running in my head. We already had this conversation last year. You're calling me up, and basically we're just rehashing the same drama, the same script again. And it was the same thing. Oh, my husband has found someone else. This person is going to do it for 50K. I was like, okay, cool. Go ahead with that. Called up later on, and of course, they were not too happy with the photo. Now, the third year, she calls up again, and we start having this conversation. And at this point, I'm really offended, but I didn't say anything. Well, at least I hope I kept my cool anyway. And I told her that, eh, you know, we've actually had this conversation before. I was just like, really? We have? I'm like, yeah. You called me last year. I'm going to make up some names now. I don't want to use her kids' real names. You called me last year. It was Tunika's birthday. This is what we discussed. And this is what you said Kunle found, you know, for 50K. She was like, uh-uh. I was like, no, yeah, really. And the year before, you called me. And it was for Afolayon's birthday. And this is what Kunle said. And this is the person that you found and blah, blah, blah. And everything, and all that. She was like, "Oh, okay, maybe we've had this conversation." I'm like, "Yeah, we have, we've had this conversation." So this is how it works, and this is what I recommend. And I told it to her, you know, straight up. You have been calling people each year. You're holding on to this 50k thing, and you're never happy with the output. I've told you what the realistic price is. Just reevaluate your budget. Go up accordingly. It doesn't have to be me, you know, but look for a credible professional. And once you find someone that meets with your uh, budget, just stick with this person so that every year you just call the person up and you say, um, um, hey, Zach, it's me again. It's my other son's birthday. So let's do it same terms as last year. And of course, Zach is going to be happy because he got a good deal last year. And let's assume that inflation hasn't been too bad. Zach will say, okay, no problem. Last year, we agreed on 120K, Abby. Okay, no problem. Let's do it again, 120. You have my account details, Abby, and just make the transfer. I'll see you there Sunday, 4 p.m. So that's what I advised her. And then uh, that was it. And uh, it's been two years since that she hasn't called me for that uh, kind of conversation. For that, And we haven't had that conversation again. So this is just an example to show you that we all get those conversations it doesn't always mean that everything is going to end up all nice and all well with you having a fat deposit. But basically, that's the whole approach. So anyway, let me round it up. I've been talking for too long. We've gone well above the 20-minute mark. When people lowball you, don't get offended. It's just business. They're trying to get uh, things on the cheap if they can. It also shows that they haven't, do any they haven't done any research. Call that out. Tell them to do some research. Educate them on how things work in your industry how things work in your market, and then you ask them the question, where is it that they fall with this, within this landscape that you've given? And then you keep quiet. The information that you get after that is going to be extremely useful about what it is that you have to do next. But either way, have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with yourself. Are you broke? Are you desperate? Do you want some cootie in your pocket? If you do, you have a hard choice to make. But I must tell you though, whenever people lowball you like that and you have a certain standard that you think you're at, and people are low-balling you and you're desperate, in my own opinion and in the opinion of other people that I've met, it doesn't usually turn out too well. You feel like you're selling yourself for cheap. Half the time you're working on the project, you're, you're angry, you feel belittled, you're not really giving your best. So um, for me, I really don't think... Yeah, I know that sometimes times are hard and you want to collect that money, but you know that's a choice you have to make. But for me... 
I really think you should weave some of those things. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, sales consultant and Abuja-based event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. I'll try to do some more um, episodes like this where I discuss uh, specifics about how I handle certain situations. But just remember, whenever I give a specific or a tip or a trick, it is not supposed to be taken as a silver bullet. It's supposed to be taken within the larger framework of how you handle the sales conversation. So thanks, guys. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. And I hope you all are having a wonderful New Year's Day celebration uh, so far. And here's hoping and praying and looking forward to 2022 to be a real stellar and a good year for all of us personally and professionally. So I'll catch you guys at the next recording.